Good afternoon. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe. Coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. It is Friday, January 26th. For all the teachers there, TGIF, right? We are ready to survive another week, right? Just you guys out there uh, working hard, and we know you how hard you work. Uh, we want to thank all of you for your service and, and teaching, and just a great, great work job that everybody does. I'd like to thank the Apple Corporation for sponsoring our show and uh, invite all of you to come back next uh, month, the uh, next month being uh, February, and for another fun-filled uh, and who-knows-what type show. <laughs> what, what, whatever happens, happens sometimes, but we're all excited today because we have the guest of guests, right? We have today, we have Amy, and Amy is Mallet, right? Is that correct? Mallet. Amy Malat, all right? Amy Malat. That's a trick, tricky name there. Amy Malat. <laughs> and then we also have Daya, is that right? Dia. Dia, okay, Dia Patel. And then we have, um, let's see, we also have, um, we have Leslie. Leslie, Leslie Cowell? Kowal. Kowal, I missed them all. <laughs> Oh, for three. <laughs> all right. Cobalt. All right. That's good. All right. All right. All right. So welcome to the show. And um, I don't know much about this. I got a note the other day and I haven't really gotten into it yet, but I got the thing that there's some way they're going to be able to transcribe what we said onto a, onto a, I don't know if it's going to be a PDF or what, where people can download it and that you can read what we said in two, you know. If you want to read yeah. it here, if you're not around. So, at any rate, um, thank you for being on the show, right? And number one, uh, it's hugely uh, appreciated. And uh, for the listeners, I think we've been on the show shows now for 12 years of radio shows. So, uh, quite a few years, and we're very happy that we're able to do that. And uh, this, um, today, we're, we're, these, we're going to have three guests, as we just said, and... Uh, but we're going to lead off here a little bit um, with Amy, who knows a lot about the operations here and uh, tell you about her school and what she does, which is a lot. And uh, She does a lot of different things and wears a lot of different hats. So, uh, and we're very great, uh, thankful for, uh, to her for her great service that she gives uh, all, all around the world language profession. So thank you very much, Amy. Uh, now, thank you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your school there, where you're, where you're at, and then maybe a little bit about learning another language program, right? Sure. Yeah. So I've been teaching since 1988. This is year 36 for me, and um, it's actually here at Cater's Point, year 19. So I've been here at this school for more, more than half of my career of teaching. Um, here at Traders Point, we teach world language, um, Spanish 1, 2, 3, and 4. And I love being here. It's a small, private Christian school right here in White Sun, Indiana. And uh, our class sizes are very small, which really affords us the ability to uh, have great one-on-one -on -one interactions with the students, which I love. Um, I hope to retire here. That's that's my, my desire. So I've got you know, a little less than a decade left in me to continue teaching more Spanish. 
my students are the light of my life. Um, one of the reasons that I do this is because of them. It's, it's really actually the main reason that I do what I do. So, yeah. And I can vouch for that. I've, I've met Amy many times at language conferences and am always re- re- totally amazed at all the great work she does uh, throughout the profession, really. A lot of great things. And uh, and certainly teaching is the, the top thing. And uh, uh, I, ha- I had a quick question. So now what grades do you teach then? It's kind of varied, right? Yes, well, I taught all grades preschool through even adult, but currently this year I'm teaching um, 8th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade, so 8 through 12 right now. Okay, so... And I've got four levels of Spanish that I'm teaching. What's your favorite class, level? What's your favorite level? Oh, by far level one, because they come in knowing little to nothing, and they're like sponges, and they're excited about every little new thing that they learn, and I can see the light bulb going off constantly. Uh, definitely is my favorite level to teach. So when you teach, uh, so do you do a kind of variety of things, like techniques, your strategies? Uh, Absolutely. A, a little bit of grammar, a little bit of vocab. Uh, reading, writing type thing, speaking, is that pretty much? Yes. Yes. So my, my, my routine normally is that when we start a new unit, it is by theme. So for example, right now in my Spanish one class, we're doing vamos a un restaurante, which is let's go to a restaurant. So we're learning about table service and menu and waiter and salt and pepper and fork and knife and spoon and plate and all of those things. And so I will bring in, you know, a, a table and I'll put a, a great big tablecloth on it and then I'll put all those things on it and then the students will have to point to those things and name them. I'll hold them up and they'll have to name them. We'll play games with them, like um, identifying them. We'll, we'll play racing games. So I'll have to I'll hold a fork and two students will have to say tenedor faster than the other one does and then they get a point. So they, they compete and they have fun with that. Um, then after they really have a good grasp of the vocabulary, then we go into telling stories about the vocabulary, asking questions like who has a fork, who doesn't have a fork, who needs a fork, why do you need a fork, what are you going to eat with the fork? And then we assign what they're going to eat, where they're going to eat it, who they're going to eat it with, and then we just build on all these questions until we get a fun little story that usually involves you know, foods that they like, uh-huh. restaurants that they uh-huh. like, eating with their friends, um, and, and so the story is revolving around the theme using all the vocabulary, but it's about them and it's about what they like and what they do. And so they so it's owners. beautiful. It's very personalized, right? Very much. Very yes. much. So they, then, they feel a part of things. Yes, that, that's wonderful. That's exactly right. Wonderful. And then after that is when I'll leave in the grammar and the, and the grammar um, comes later and then it also gets woven into a story. And so then we combine the two stories and then we combine the grammar with the vocabulary and then they act it out and I have props and sometimes they dress up and yeah, we have a lot of fun. Well, that's beautiful. Very wonderful. Now, in the world of technology, <laughs> this is a crazy question maybe, but in the world of technology, so someone wants to teach that way that you do, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and have a lot of... Um, Reality. It's, it's, it sounds to me like it's a lot of reality, right? 
uh, a culture reality. You know, we're you know we're in the restaurant, the restaurante. We're going to go somewhere else, and you know, but you're yeah. you're you're always kind of in places, right? And in r- real places that they if they travel the, when the kids travel, they would experience that, right? Right. And have to y- use their everyday Spanish, right? Uh, which That's I exactly right. I commend you immensely for doing all that because uh, I know m- many of my French colleagues that are still teaching some of them still do that you know and then there's yes. some that are you know they're in some I, I I don't know what I would categorize the calling <laughs> this the places but technology centers kind of and it's like you have yes. to you have to be on a computer every second you know or yes. you know. Or they get into this, you know, day by day, always click, 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 clicking to oblivion yeah. sometimes. And uh, I think that's admirable while you're doing this day and age that you're still, you know, in down in the reality and the situational uses of language and the experiential, yeah. experiential use of language. I mean, those, mm-hmm. those, those things are, are really, really important, I think, to the um, interaction, right? The human interaction between the kids, yeah. right? It's very important, you know, and one of the things that I do um, that involves technology that also involves human interaction is a program called Yabla, Mm -hmm. Y-A-L-A, and it's a wonderful program that features videos of of humans, (laughs) real-life people going out um, in places all around the world in different Spanish-speaking countries mm-hmm. and going on excursions and outings and field trips and talking about what they're seeing, talking about where they're going, talking yes, about what they're yes. seeing. And then they have activities that go along with those experiences uh-huh. that the people are, are doing. Right. So the kids watch the videos, they listen to the Spanish language, they've right. got the subtitles captioned so they can read them uh-huh. and hear from them. And then they have also like vocabulary activities uh, focusing on some of the words that the people said right. and the them. So it's just, it's one of the modes of technology that I enjoy most because one thing I know is that students learn language when they either read it or they hear it. Right, so right. If, if they go home in the evenings and they're not reading it or hearing it, mm-hmm. then outside of the classroom, they're not getting any input. And Yabla is a beautiful way to provide language input At home. when the students are not in the classroom with yes. the teacher. Yes, that, that's great, beautiful. Now, so you, so you would say probably your, your, your kind of comprehensible input, reading and all that, but pretty much the, the type thing, right? Technology. Yes. Um, because, you know, right now it's a comprehensible input, and uh, which uh, in the older days we used to call, uh, what was the word we had for that? Total immersion. Yeah, <laughs> That's total funny. immersion. Used to be called total immersion. So um, sometimes I correct some of these people because uh, some of this is, has been invented before. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's right. They have a lot of people taking credit for some things. You know that uh, sometimes yeah. I'm not sure that that uh, is totally correct. But uh, you know, the, the, some of these things have been there before in a different way, but pretty much the same thing. Um, I always tell people they act like nobody else ever used used to use re- readers, right? And I remember uh-huh. years back we always read we had readers, you know, and. Uh, yes. It wasn't, it's, it's nothing new, you know, readers are not anything new. So, I mean, they, they've been around a long time. And uh, so, you know, it's some of the things, uh, uh, 
it, it, it's almost like uh, things come back around, you know, the, the yeah. circle. circle. The road around comes around. Yes, yes, it's got to be, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, back to the kids. Now, so in a given day, then, how many classes do you have each day? Um, so we work on a block schedule. So I have three classes one day, two classes the next day, and then it flips back and forth. Right, and that, so, so I have, uh-huh. that's really nice for you, right? Because And the kids, because you can do some projects, right? And they can yes, get into stuff. Yes, very much. Yeah. Our block, block schedule is, the periods are 80 minutes long. So that gives us plenty of time to, to get into whatever activity and, and have an extended period of time to be able to, to work with um, the materials and then practice. And then sometimes we present for the class. And so that gives us a lot of time. And then the day that I only have two classes, uh-huh. I leave early that day. So on those days, when I have only two, I'm done at one o'clock. And that afternoon open time then affords me the ability to travel over to Zionsville Community Schools where I have my after-school program called Learn Another Language. And there I have teachers placed at all of the elementary schools, two in each building, a lower level Spanish mm-hmm. class and then intermediate level Spanish class. And then we also have a, a classroom at each of the two middle schools in the corporation. And so I get to go over there and pop in in their classroom, see what they're doing, ask if they need any help, if they have something that they need some support on, um, check in with parents if they've got any students who are having trouble or frustrated. I'm just kind of the go-between and the cheerleader for them. And then every every time I go over there, I go to a different school. So I rotate through the six different schools. So in, in a month's time, I'll pretty much visit each school twice. Okay. So... Now, so this is called again. What it's called? Learn another this is language. Called learn, learn another language, and it's mm-hmm. a before and after school Spanish program that's based on tuition. It's kind of like a, like you know, kids can take karate or chess or ballet. Uh-huh. This is another offering um, that they provide, make available to students in the Zionsville Corporation, and they can sign up and they can go to class. The middle now, school. Classes meet before the day begins, and then the elementary school classes meet after the school day ends. Yeah, and I've heard some really great things about those programs, by the way. And uh, yes. for the listeners, they're really, really good. Now, can you do you do this for other schools, districts as well, like you're learning, no, for, you know, just for Zionsville? No, currently we're only doing it for Zionsville. Okay, yeah. okay. So well, well, that's a wonderful service. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. And, uh, well, and Leslie are back here with us now, so if you want to... Oh, that would be great, yes. Uh, to, yeah, the student here, she's a senior. Okay. All right, let me see. We got Dia, right? Hey, Dia. Hey, how are you, gal? I'm good, how are you? Patel, is that Indian, right? Yes. Yeah, I had two of my best Spanish students I ever had in my whole teaching career where their last name was Patel. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, and they both became doctors out in California. And, uh, oh, that's cool, yeah. I think they might be surgeons. They were brilliant in Spanish, yeah. everything. They were just great students. Uh, so, yeah. now, so, Dia, you're, what, what grade are you in these days now? I'm a senior. Senior, yeah. My grandson's going to start high school in the fall. <laughs> so, oh, how's he feeling? Excited? He's excited, yeah. He's all excited. That's good. 
he's all fired up about that. Um, so um, um, you now you are at uh, Traders Point Christian Upper School, right? Yes, sir. And uh, so I, I'm assuming that you you, t you take what level of Spanish advanced, probably, right? I'm in Spanish four. Spanish four. Now, what do you read in Spanish four? We read actually your twenty one mini cuentos okay. um, stories and we absolutely love it. We read a lot of novels, a lot of different genres. We read um a lot of mystery and then just some uh -huh. more general basic novels to get us started okay. on it. Okay. Well that sounds like you're having a lot of fun with that. Now yes. and uh and I know having you have Amy for class, right? Yes. Yeah, and she makes you talk a lot, right? She does. In she Spanish. Yeah, she's, us a lot. she's she's good. She's very good yes. at that. She's outstanding. You got an outstanding teacher, right? And I agree. Uh, she's, she's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Outstanding teacher, just an excellent teacher. And uh, yes. uh so uh, a very enthusiastic, inspiring teacher, by the way, for people yes. who've, who've never met her. And uh so, what are you going to do in college? Where are you going to go? Um, I'm planning on going to Ball State University. Well, good for you. Pathology. And what are, what are you going to study? Speech pathology. Oh wow, that's a, that's certainly a good area to be in. That is really yeah. a good area. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about minoring in Spanish. Well, good for you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So so. You'll probably end up majoring in it. You you'll probably test out of a bunch, right? And uh, yes. And so there won't be much left to get a major in it. So you might as well get a major, right? I mean, it, yeah, won't, that's won't, true. it won't take that much more. Plus, it, we would be very helpful, right? With the certainly with the Latino community, right? So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's that's beautiful. Um, so now your folks, you I assume, how long have they been here? A while, your folks. So my parents were born in India in different cities, uh -huh. and they moved here when they were toddlers with uh, my grandparents. Um, they had an arranged marriage when they were, my mom was 21 and my dad was 23 in Chicago, uh -huh. and then moved to Indiana. Okay. So pretty much um, um, you obviously know English really well too, right? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that. Do you know any other languages? Well, India, right? Indian, do you know? Um, so I speak Gujarati, which is, Gujarat is a, a state in India. And okay. that's, where my, that's where my parents are from. So okay. I've just uh, grown up around my grandparents speaking it and my sisters as well. So I'm pretty fluent in it. Okay. That, that's great. Beautiful. Now, is, um, what's, what are your favorite things to do? Yeah, what 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 is the favorite things of a, a senior student today in high school that you like to do? Um, so I am currently a cheerleader at Traders Point. I'm the captain, so that's a, what a lot of my time is wrapped around. Um, just coming up with new dances and cheers and all that stuff, and then also like normal teenage things, watching TV, reading a book, just hanging out with friends. That's mainly my what I like to do outside of school. Okay. And then what about, uh, that's, that's quite a bit. Uh, the, I'm sure the cheerleading takes a lot of time, right? Practice. And, yes, sir. Yes, I'm, 
I remember when I taught high school, I was always amazed at the how much time the cheerleaders put in. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, they just kind of go out there and, and do their cheers and things. It's a lot more complicated, right? I mean, there's a yes, lot sir. of lot of stuff. Um, so now, why do you think it's important to study a world language? Um, I think it's important to study a world language solely because of the point if you travel to a different country or somewhere that they don't speak English, you can understand them and communicate with them as if, you know, so you don't feel as much as much of an outsider, like a lot of uh, tourists and travelers do. So it's easier to communicate your thoughts and how you see the country okay. better when you speak that sort of language. Yes, beautiful. Well said. Um, so have you been to a Spanish-speaking country yet? I have been to Mexico uh, a multitude of times, and my uh-huh. sister actually went to Spain for her senior trip in college. Okay. So where did she go on her senior trip? She went to Madrid, Spain. Oh, Madrid. Oh, yes. That's my favorite city. <laughs> I love beautiful. Madrid. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Um, and then uh, what about um, Mexico? Where were you at in Mexico? We just went to Cancun and Playa del Carmen just out of resort, but they predominantly yeah. spoke Spanish there, so we had to... I used what Mrs. Malat taught us about uh, if you don't know a word, do different words surrounding that word to try to decipher what you're trying to say. <laughs> okay. okay. That, that's interesting. In November 1st, I'm going to be in... You know, going to a wedding my nephew is getting married in somewhere near Playa del Carmen some resort and oh, he, that's fun. and the wedding's there and we're, we're going to be there four or five days so I'm looking forward to yeah. that and I used to go to Cancun a lot but I haven't been there for a while but yeah. uh, it's a beautiful place it's magnificent it um, so well listen I'm going to let you go and I appreciate you being on the show and, and I wish you all the luck in the world and you know, with all your endeavors at Ball State, you're, I'm sure you're going to love it there and, you know, and um, do a lot of great things for other people because you certainly seem like you're on the right path and you certainly have some great teachers there at your school. So uh, thank, thank you for you being so on the show. Okay. Have a great day and a great weekend. You too, sir. Okay. Bye. All right. Okay. <laughs> Leslie, are you there? Oh, uh, Leslie Colwell. I figured I mispronounced everybody's name. <laughs> I've, I used to be good at that. I'm not as good anymore. I used to get them right, the last names, but I'm not, you know, it's, sometimes, you know, you see so many names and you, after a while, you think you have it down and you get cocky and arrogant about saying names and you mispronounce them. All right. So now, so you, your position there at school is what now? Director of Student Life and Upper School Admissions. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of work. So, yeah. So what is what is your major role with that? I mean, that you mostly contact with parents and students, I guess, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. So from admissions perspective, I'm the first face. I see, I give tours and, and just tell the story of our school to families to uh-huh. introduce them to um, you know, what we offer, and um, and then from student life perspective, I help plan, it's just create a strategy for, it really feeds into retention, and also recruitment, um, just attract 
attracting kids to the school, but it's um, all the fun things that special special things, memories, traditions um, that round out a student's experience at school. Okay. So outside of the classroom. Now, what is the enrollment at your school now? The the um, it, it's it, I know it's a small school, right? Traders Point Christian. Yeah, yeah, we're around 145 right now. Okay. And um, do, do you know... Uh, uh, At a number school. Yeah, That's number school. school. We're, we're over 700 school-wide, but yeah. So do you, you know the elementary teachers, I suppose? Some of them. I know a lot of them. Yeah, I know. Because we're in a different building, I don't yeah. know some of we have We have some dear friends. Their last name is Day, and I think their son teaches there, Jamie Day. Oh, yes. Yeah, Mr. Day. Yeah. We love him. Yeah, he's a great teacher. He's, the, he's awesome. Yeah, his dad and I taught together for way back Aww. in the time. Yeah. Aww. So, uh, yeah, I know Jamie. I can't say I know him really well, but I know him somewhat well. And knew him really well when he was a, a, a little little boy growing up. Yeah. <laughs> so We're our kids kids him. used to hang out together. Uh, so, when, so when you do your job then every day... Um, are you in contact then mostly with the students or is it kind of a mix? Um, students, uh, families who are looking to come here, um, uh-huh. new families, making sure they're staying engaged and they have what they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and staff, uh, we added that this year, staff appreciation. So I've created uh-huh. a, um, mm-hmm. we call it the sub now, uh-huh. what is what's the world language requirement for students to graduate at uh, TPCS? So they need two years for a core forty diploma and three years for a core forty plus honors diploma. Now that's really good, and mm-hmm. uh, so most people, I would assume, take two or three years, right? Yes, at the minimum, and then we we offer four levels, so. Okay. The students who want to continue, they can continue all four years of high school. That's wonderful. That is great. Now, so how many levels of Spanish are offered then? Four, right, I assume? Yes, four. Okay. And uh, what kind of unique experiences do world language students get there at TPCS? Yeah, so for us, Spanish is the only language that we offer at Trader's Point. Um, and through our Spanish um, class, we were, or actually all of our students are, are able to participate in this, but we have a trip, an immersion trip to Nicaragua each year, and we've gone for many, many years. Um, during the time in which Nicaragua was in a state of unrest, we switched and went to Costa Rica for a couple of years, um, mm-hmm. and then switched back to Nicaragua. We have a relationship with the Nicaraguan Resource Network. And um, okay. they us there, and it's it's amazing. It's one of our all of our students who have participated and gone on the trip will always talk about that at their senior events or in their yearbook quotes that those were the memories that meant the most to them um, for the extra things that went along with being a student at Traders Point. So, were were they there during the the Sandinista? Um, uh, involvement there with the government or no? No. That no. was after that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I have a summer program for teachers that I uh, direct. It's uh, for Spanish teachers and it's in uh, Havana, Cuba. And, oh, okay. uh, and just, uh, it, just an incredible program. And 
but um, a lot of poverty. The, the, the folks mm-hmm. are struggling, a lot of difficult times, but the, everybody is always so kind to the teachers. And, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling the Nicaraguan experience probably is very similar. Yes, yeah, they're very loving. Beautiful very people. Loving. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. What a great experience for the kids. Uh, now, so, uh, now at your school then, um, the, now who is the principal? I, I believe somebody told me their name the other time, the other day. Who was? It's the? Alec Rowe. Okay. Okay. And, uh, so, um, if, when people come to the school then, it's, I assume you get a variety of religious backgrounds, right? We do. We're an evangelical school, so you don't have to be a Christian to come to our school. Okay, so, um, yeah. it is part of our curriculum, so. That's we, beautiful. Know. Yeah. I, I was by your school once, but I was with uh, Jamie's dad, and I think, I can't remember why he had to, he ran in to see Jamie for a minute, and it was pouring rain. But I was oh. totally amazed at how beautiful the school was. It was beautiful, oh, beautiful school. It was a, just a very beautiful school. And, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's just very nice. Yeah. Love it. So, well, listen, I'm going to get back to Amy, right? Okay. And yes. I appreciate you waiting around. And uh, for the listeners, <laughs> for we, we normally do the show uh, and we record the audio on via Zoom. And we had trouble with the audio on one end of it today. And so we actually are doing the recording of the show via uh, our iPhones and recording the iPhone, uh, uh, the voices from the iPhones onto uh, GarageBand. Uh, so uh, the, the um, Apple GarageBand. So uh, it's a little different, but I think we're going to have good results. So we were, we were fortunate. <laughs> Okay. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yes, right, huh? totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for being on the show. You, you, you were great, and uh, you have a great weekend, okay? Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate all your great work. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Amy there? Yes, this is Amy now. Amy, are you there? We got yes, a, I'm back now. We, we got a little bit more to go here, and we're going to be done for the day, and you can have a beautiful weekend. Yes, I am too. So I believe it's working and I think we'll be okay. So that's amazing. The technology is incredible, isn't it? It is. Astounding. Um, So um, I want to talk a little bit about your school again, Uh, Traders Point Christian Upper School. Now, and, and you have elementary school, right, to the whole, you go all the way down, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, for people, I guess, who look for al- alternative type schools, you got to be high up ranked, right? I mean, I think you must be. You know, the- I think we are. I think we offer a unique experience that you can't find very many places. Yes, um, I, I was going to say that's, I've heard really good things about the school, and you know how how great the kids are, the teachers, and. And, yes, uh, we are. We're a place that's Christ-centered. We are relational, and we have much integrated learning. So those are kind of three of our distinctives. Yes, yes, that, that's wonderful. Now, um, back to some of my questions about your teaching, okay? 
So what, what countries have you visited? I'm sure you've visited many, many countries over the years here, right? Well, yes, I uh, have visited Spain three different times. One of those times I lived there for a school year in 1986 and 87 when I was in college. I've also been to Mexico probably 16 or 17 times uh -huh. doing uh, mission trips through our church. And then I've also been to Costa Rica, like Leslie mentioned, a couple of times with our students here at Traders Point. Uh -huh. And then to Nicaragua about 14 times with our students here at Traders Point. Yeah, that, that Nicar Nicaragua program sounds like a beautiful program. Wow. Oh, it is. It is life-changing for these yes, young Yes, yes. I was, I was telling Leslie that's kind of how our uh, program for the teachers in Cuba is in Havana. And every, uh -huh. every time we go, the teachers say it was life-changing to further yeah, them. Yes, yeah, that, that's wonderful. Now, um, what are the challenges of teaching today? What would, how would you classify the top three challenges of teaching? Um, for me, I think the challenge of teaching, and I've even experienced it this week, is Relating to the kids, um, being older and trying to step into their um, their uh, what you call it their, um, their generation uh -huh. and the, that they're into the things that they love because one of the things that makes a great teacher a great teacher is when they can connect with their students on a level that's deeper than just yes. a and so to be able to do that you have to be able to kind of step into their world so to speak. Yes. And that that for an almost 60-year-old person is, is it requires effort. So I would say that would be one thing. And then the other thing I would say is just your basic classroom management on a daily basis. Um, maintaining the stamina physically, mentally, yes. emotionally, of running a tight enough shift that you can accomplish what you need to get accomplished, but yet at the same time still have to impact on them relationally yeah. and so that's kind of a there's a sweet spot that you have to right hit, and that can be tricky yes those are two certainly as you get older you know it, it, it definitely it's uh more challenging and uh it's probably more rewarding though as you get older if you when you connect you know and and with the kids it probably overall you know down the road i think would be i i felt like it was when i was you know teaching full-time, I just, uh, you know, it's, but it's, it's, as you said, it's, a, the older one gets, it's, it's certainly a challenge. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Um, I've told my students all the time, if you're 40 and you only remember doing verb charts in my class, then I've failed because I want you to remember so much more than that. I want yes. you to remember the essence of, of who I was in your life and the influence that I tried to make in your life and the way I loved you yes. and showed interest in you and who you are and what, what makes you tick. Yes, beautiful. Well, beautifully said. Um, now, uh, what's the funniest thing that ever happened to you while you were teaching a class? Okay, well, I'll tell you. Um, the funniest thing that ever happened to me happened actually started in the morning before I got to class because I had this beautiful skirt that I loved that kind of had this Latina flair to it, um, but it was made out of like a like a t-shirt material, and it was a little bit old. I, I'd washed it many times, and it had kind of lost its elasticity, but I thought to myself, you know what, if I, if I don't tuck my blouse in and I just belt it, it'll be fine. 
So that's what I did. I put my skirt on and I put my blouse on top of the skirt waistband and then I belted it. Well, then I came to school and I'm bending over to pick this up and I'm reaching on the whiteboard to write this and then I'm reaching over to the Promethean to turn this on. And little by little by little, my belt slid up and my skirt slid down and in front of all of my students, my skirt fell all the way to the floor. Oh, dear. <laughs> and that was the funniest thing that ever happened into my into my whole career. I will tell you, though, in that moment, I was mortified and, and <laughs> didn't know if I should scream or cry or run out of the classroom and, and quit my job immediately or what. <laughs> but I ended up just laughing, and the students laughed, and, you know, we just laugh about it now. I mean, what are you going to do? So that was definitely... Yeah, that that that, that must have been yes, that must have been a, a certainly an unforgettable moment. Okay. An, an embarrassing moment. Yes. But at the same time, one that year after year I tell that funny story to the students, but I tell it in Spanish, and so now I'm talking about you know being in the home and being in my bedroom and being in my closet <laughs> and getting out my clothes and coming to school. You know, I've got all these verbs and all these actions and I'm telling them the whole story and they're totally bought in because I'm telling them beforehand, this is an embarrassing story. So now they're, I've got the hook, right? They want to listen yes. to what happens. <laughs> and so now I've got them right where I want them, right in the palm of so, my hand. And then I hit the punchline that my script fell down and then they all just roar with laughter. So you know, it's, a, it's a good memory for us to, to carry on. And yes. Use the, use the um, we call it, um, the opportunity to use language in a real way that saves joy. Yes. So what makes a really good world language teacher? What do you think that makes a really good, very good world language teacher? I think what makes a really good world language teacher is a person who loves the culture and the people and the language that they're teaching, whatever that language might be, and who loves the people and is interested in the well-being and the welfare of the people that we're teaching. Yes, Those I, yeah. Are, are what make a world language teacher. I find that I personally love what I teach, and I love who I teach. Yes. And without either of those things, I would not be a very good world yes. language teacher. Well, you know, the the other thing it is, and and I in in one of my things I was really lucky to have always had high energy level right yeah had a high energy level and so uh you know and i never really ran out of energy most of the time and uh but i was lucky you know in a way but uh uh one of the things that um i think what you said is totally true you have to love what you're doing and i also think you and i've talked to you many times i think about some of these things at conferences but um I think, the too, that you l- love what you're doing, and what you're doing to you is really not a job. You just love doing it, right? I mean, it isn't. Absolutely. It, it's not, and, and, and I, I, I say that because I, I, I've always felt the same way teaching. I never really felt like it was a job. <laughs> I just loved doing right. it, right? I mean, I didn't really right. think it was like a job. I didn't look at it like, oh, I got to teach six classes today. You know, and like you, when you yes. make your plans, you're making all your neat, fun activities, and so it's not really right. It's you're having fun, right? And uh, that's absolutely and you right. love what and, you're and doing. The moment, 
Yes, exactly, exactly. Well said, mm-hmm. yes. Um, now, the um, um, I'm going to go back a minute to this live in-person language instruction. Uh, back to the classroom. Um, one of the things I've noticed over the years in, in, in uh, the last, probably the last four or five years, teaching was that uh, a lot of the people, the kids, uh, really had struggled to to communicate. You know, not just in the language, in Spanish, but in English. You know, with each other. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, you know, there was a, there was a gap there that used to not be there, uh, you know, about communication. And I, I blame some of it on the phone, right? You know, the phone is you know, omnipresent, right? And uh, yes. so, but I, I think in a point, to a point, it hurts our communication, you know, our human interaction. Uh, Definitely. The phone, the iPad, et cetera. And, uh, you know, there has to be a time when we, everybody exercises caution. And sometimes in education, I don't see much caution, you know. And, and yeah. I, sometimes I do. Some schools are really good at it. You know, they have very yeah. strict rules about phones and things. But, um, and then I talk to people in business, and I get things like, you know, our employees today coming out, the the young the younger people, are they struggle to solve problems. You know, right. they're struggling to solve problems because, you know, they don't didn't do that much, you know, because of, yeah. you know, they were on online all the time, blah, blah, blah. Their so, skill set is unique, for sure. Yeah, and so... Is, is there not then a big space still for live in-person language instruction? I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. no, I there is. At our school, we don't allow our students to have their phones yep. during class at all. They have to be either stowed away in their walkers or they have to be turned off in their pockets or in their backpacks. And uh-huh. if they have their phone out at any time during class time, they get written up and they, they get detention. Yes. So, yeah, they cannot have their, their phones out. They are... Um, they can use their computers if the, if the teacher has given an assignment on the computer, but if they haven't, then they're just using books and paper and pencil. Okay. Old school, old school style. Yeah, well, well, well said and well done. What so? Um, what is creativity? What do you think that is, and what makes a creative teacher? Um, I think creativity is bending toward the interests and the what makes the students that you have at that moment tick. So if you know that your students are, are really into, um, I don't know, like a certain genre of music, then when you're teaching a lesson, maybe you can bring in something about that that singer. So when I do stories with my students for um, TPRS, Teaching Proficiency Through Reading and Storytelling, mm-hmm. if we have anything about music, I will ask them, Hey, what what's the a good musician that you like? And so, being creative and involving them in in what in what's interesting to them, you have to always keep in mind that as long as they're talking about themselves or what's interesting to them, they're going to be engaged. And so, that takes a little creativity because you can't just look at the book and just read from the book. And so, I think that. That requires some out-of-the-box thinking and some creativity and a little bit of flexibility to allow them to kind of run with it a little bit and, and allow them to do so. Yes, yes, totally. Um, so um, the creativity 
is um, something that uh, I, I. That's another thing. Uh, my last year's teaching, I and uh, and and I was at Butler quite a while teaching, and uh, and I, I always push the kids to do something different, right? You know, creatively, and uh, and I know that uh, sometimes that doesn't happen. I think it happens more in high school and middle school than it does in college sometimes. But I think people get in college sometimes and they go, I'm going to be an accountant, right? I'm going to be a a doctor. I'm going to be a dentist, right? And and, and then it's, you know, memorize, memorize and get all the formulas and do this, do that, you know, and all that. And, And we lose sight of creativity, though. You know, how can you be a creative dentist, you know? How can you be a yeah. creative doctor and things? And even in teaching, maybe, you know, with preparation of, of new teachers, right? How can you do this? How can you be creative? And and you brought up a good point when you were talking about, uh, you know, the interest of the kids, right? You know, right. Uh, and that that's paramount to the creativity. And there was a guy named um, Howard Gardner. Do you remember Howard Gardner? I don't. He was the... He was the guru of who wrote the, the the book. It was called Multiple Intelligences. Remember that? Oh, yeah. No, that book, yes. Yeah, and but he had such great ideas in there, and we we've kind of lot we've let him just go right. And uh, <laughs> I always tell people when we talk about the methodologies and stuff, I would say, you know, we can look back in the past and really get some great ideas. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you know. Yeah. You know, you read Shakespeare and Cervantes, you know, that that's old, yeah. but, you know, it's still popular, you know. So, yeah. uh, but he did his book, and, and you know, what you just said, what you were talking about, reminded me of many things in the book. But, you know, he, he would say, teach this, teach the, the people who are in sports, sports terms, and about, teach them about sports in, the, in, the, in their foreign country or whatever. You know, or teach the, the, the musicians teach them about music, the great musicians, right, in the culture, right? And, oh, yeah. and he, but it, the whole, this whole book and all the multiple intelligence, it fits so beautifully in individual, individualized learning to a point, you know, where you could actually pinpoint things and, and you yes. know, we used yes, to, for sure. you know, we used to do learning stations, remember those? Oh, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. And we would use his multiple intelligences there, and it was beautiful. And I, I don't know if there's ever been anything that even came close to being as effective for, for things like that, you know. Uh, but yeah, he, interesting, interesting uh, uh, person and, and a great writer of, of the different uh, methodologies. Um, now, so if um, you had to give advice for young world language teachers today, just starting out, what would you say to those people? Oh, well, what would I say after 36 years? <laughs> um, I would probably say don't let yourself get caught up too much in the scope and sequence of your curriculum because when you when you dive deep into your curriculum, you forget that you're actually not teaching curriculum. You're actually teaching students. And the, the moment you lose sight of the fact that you're teaching students, then you you lose your your passion, your 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 spark will, will die because kids are more interesting than the past perfect tense. They just are. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, I, so I love that. That was well said. Yes. 
for uh, being with us today and help, helping me set up this podcast. And, uh, of course, it's and, my pleasure. And it was my pleasure to certainly uh, to, um, you know, to have you on the show, and it was a great honor to have you on the show, and, uh, and as well as Leslie and Dia. So uh, th- please thank them again uh, for I being will. on the show. And they were all beautiful, well-spoken, and it just did a great job. Uh, now, if anybody wants info about the school, it's Traders Point Christian Elementary Upper School, and it's is it in Whitestown? It is in Whitestown. Yeah, and I guess they could go there and get it, get on the website, right? That's exactly right. It's um, Traders Point Christian Schools dot org, TPCS dot org. Okay, and it's in Whitestown, Indiana, which yes. is a lovely little community, not so small anymore. Yeah. Not so small, it's yeah. just outside of Zionsville. Yes, but it's a beautiful area. It's just lovely. Um, so listen, thank you so much. Stay on the line. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the show here, but I'm going to okay. chat with you for a couple minutes, okay? And, okay, uh, sounds great. All right, thank you for being thank on the show. Tom. Listeners, well, thank so you. Thank all the listeners. I want to thank you for being on the show as well and uh, uh, in listening to our show, obviously, and inviting you to come back. And uh, for another uh, round of uh, all kinds of things, the world language, right? And uh, so we, right. we cover all the bases here. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. And uh, go, Pac- go Pacers, our basketball team, is playing yeah. well, playing very well. Okay. 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 Thank you. Nos vemos. Adios. Hasta pronto. Nos vemos. Eh? Adios.